This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 1067 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on our free Odyssey app. Ride with me. And to take you up to 910 tonight before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats and Mariners. Curly W's. Continuing their longest road trip of the season. They played a weekend series in San Diego. They'll play three against the Mariners this week uh, before traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. So you won't see the Nats back at home, I believe, until the first week of July, man. So buckle up and be ready for when they come back. Speaking of the Nats, the fellas coming off a huge weekend series win against our pal Juan Soto in the Padres. The series wrapped up yesterday uh, with a cool 8-3 win, another Really strong outing to me from Mackenzie Gore. And I understand when we talk about these young nationals, he's one of the dudes we got circled and highlighted. Only gave you five innings of work yesterday, but he was dealing from the get-go. Retired nine batters on the afternoon, including punching out the first six Padres at the plate. Mackenzie Gore giving you big man stuff. I'm thinking, last time we were on overtime, we were asking for nicknames. For the Washington Wizards rebuild. Can we get a nickname for Mackenzie Gore? How about Big Mac? I love what, McKen- what Mackenzie Gore is doing, man. I'm thinking about calling him Big Mac for the rest of the year. Uh, moving forward, though, for the rest of this baseball season. The Nats were in a slump about a week ago. Playing better baseball here in the last five, six days. But the only thing I really care about in terms of the Nats moving forward. Can, McGen- can Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray established themselves as a quality one-and-two starter. 
By the end of this season, I need to figure out whether or not Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore are one and two starters in this league. Straight up. Pitching is the most important position in the sport. If somehow Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray can gain some more consistency and throw the nasty stuff all the time and show command all the time, with the Nats having the number two overall pick uh, in the MLB draft this year, imagine you're able to snag LSU stud, the righty, Paul Skeens. All of a sudden, you have three dynamic young arms to usher you right into the heart of your rebuild. Because just like the Washington Wizards, which we'll get into before the show concludes here tonight, I think the Nationals a lot closer to coming out of the dark than a lot of us may seem. Nats continue their longest road trip of the season in Seattle tonight, like I mentioned, against the Mariners. Trevor Williams on the mound for the Nats. Charlie Slows and Dave Jack will get you going at 9-10 with Nats on deck. A little bit of a Mystics update. I said we're in the dead calendar or the dead part of the calendar uh, in terms of sports. I've been paying a lot of close attention to the WNBA uh, since the finals have ended. And our Mystics, man, not only are the Mystics viewed as one of the best teams in the W right now. But last night, if you were watching Mystics and Liberty, man, one of the better games of the WNBA season. The Mystics, huge game yesterday in the Big Apple. Only one game separated these two teams in the win column uh, heading into last night, and they continue to jockey for seeding in the Eastern Conference. If you aren't familiar with the W, like I just said, the Mystics arguably have the third most talented team in the W right now. Their opponent, though, last night, the New York Liberty, another superpower uh, in the WNBA. The Mystics last night, ladies and gentlemen, check this out, led by as many as 17 points. 17 they were up before falling 88 to 89 in overtime. At the end of the day, it was too much Sabrina Ionesco uh, for the New York Liberty, unconscious from beyond the arc, 7 to 12 from three, and out to a 31 point night. To put in perspective just how crazy. Sabrina Ionescu was going last night. She hit seven trays herself for the Liberty. The Mystics, as a team last night, made just nine threes. So that's not really the Mystic style of play if you've been watching them. Big physical team with Elena Deladon and Shakira Austin. Speaking of Shakira Austin, we actually had a huge scare last night uh, with Shakira Austin. She was carried off to the locker room. Looked like a knee injury, uh, but from reports we heard earlier today, it's just a hip injury. She's currently listed as day-to-day. We're all excited about the Wizards rebuilding. The Nationals seem like they're rebuilding. The Capitals will have a new coach this year. They're kind of retooling the Commanders. Everything feels like it's on the up and up for them. We got to show love to our Washington Mystics, man. They are, and I'm not just saying this to speak in hyperbole or to be facetious at all. They are a legit top three team in the WNBA right now. They just won the WNBA Finals. What was that? 2019 when that happened, 2018 when that happened. So this is a group that continues to retool if they can stay healthy. Really, when I say healthy, I'm talking about the entire team, but specifically Elena Deladon and Shakira Austin. If that group can stay healthy, could be seeing them playing in another WNBA Finals, man. I think they're that good this year. Uh, Speaking of uh, monumental basketball, their partner, the Washington Mystics, the Washington Wizards, they were in the news today as well. Obviously, the retooling of the roster continuing. And on Twitter this weekend, it was very crazy. I always say Wizards Twitter is a very toxic place to go at certain times. 
of the night and the day. But what had Wizards Twitter up in arms this weekend is the fact that three-time All-Star Bradley Beal, who was just traded off to the Phoenix Suns, a lot of Wizards Twitter was upset that Bradley Beal didn't officially give a goodbye to the D.C. family. A lot of folks were upset that Bradley Beal didn't make some long, flashy, emotional Instagram post to say goodbye to the city of D.C. Well, we always act prematurely in the sports world. Fresh Monday morning, Bradley Beal, the first thing I see on the top of my timeline, Bradley Beal penning a letter to D.C., titled Dear D.C. Uh, He wrote it in the Players' Tribune. And Normally when you read pieces in the Players' Tribune, I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with this, Normally when you read pieces in the Players' Tribune, sometimes sometimes it has the tendency to read not like the player wrote it. Am I saying that right? It sometimes feels like there's a little bit of ghostwriting going on when it comes to these pro athletes penning letters in the Players' Tribune. Make no mistake about it, and I haven't had that many conversations with Bradley Beal, but hearing a guy in media availability over the past 11 years you get to kind of understand his verbiage and his lingo and how he's wired mentally and what he really feels. Bradley Beal, in this letter in the Players' Tribune, I was I was taken aback, man, because, like I said, I'm a fan, I'm emotional, I'm young. Give me a break. The Bradley Beal situation and how he exited D.C. and the no-trade clause and who asked for it and who didn't ask for it, it's kind of, and this is probably not fair to Brad, but I'm just being honest with y'all. The way Bradley Beal exited D.C., the fact that he was given a no-trade clause last summer, does anyone agree with me when I say this? I feel like it's clouding my judgment and my opinion on the past 11 years when it comes to Bradley Beal. It becomes a little bit more difficult to remember the highlights when Bradley Beal forces himself into a no-trade clause. It's very difficult to remember all of his big-time moments in the postseason based on the way he exited D.C. last week. And I understand that, look, maybe it wasn't Bradley Beal that forced the trade clause or or the no-trade clause, or maybe it was. Until we get answers on that, whether it's fair or not, the way I look at Bradley Beal's tenure here in D.C., it's a big, fat, incomplete. That's what I feel. I think it's incomplete. If you read this letter in the Players' Tribune, which I'll retweet on my Twitter, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I'll retweet that out for you. He uh, recaps and highlights some really big-time moments during his tenure here in D.C. Specifically, there's one excerpt where he talks about the big-time shot that John Wall hit in 2017 in Game 6 against the Boston Celtics. A quote right here that kind of lets you know just how genuine and authentic Brad was being in this and just how big of a moment it was for him, even though it wasn't him that took the shot. He says, quote, I can still picture the look on John's face before game seven against the Celtics. As we were talking to each other in warmups, we didn't even really need to be talking. That's how much we were on the same page about that game. It's like we knew how anything could happen in game seven in Boston, and we could almost live with that, but we weren't losing tonight. You know what I mean? It was like tonight we're putting DC on our back. Memories like those will stay with me forever. Now, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer at all. I'm not trying to be smart or sarcastic, facetious, whatever word you want to choose. There aren't a whole lot of big-time Bradley Beal moments 
during his tenure here in D.C. If I had to think about some of the biggest Bradley Beal performances, it's difficult. I remember the big time, I believe it was 50, 53 points he dropped against the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know if that was in a win or a loss. I remember his sophomore season, which is horrible, hits the buzzer beater against the Oklahoma City Thunder led by Kevin Durant at the time. That was a big time moment for him. But other than that, it feels like, I don't know. And like I said, maybe, maybe I'm just being a human, scoring lover. Bradley Bill leaves us on ugly terms, which I feel like. And like I said, it's maybe clouding my judgment on how the past 11 years here in D.C. went for Bradley Bill. Because if we're being honest about it and not trying to put anyone down and just strictly giving you the facts, the one dude that should have been thanked in super detail that really wasn't to me, he thanked his teammates and things of that nature. But I feel like Bradley Beal does not become a supermax performer without John Wall. Bradley Beal doesn't reach the heights that he's reached in his career to this point without John Wall. Now, I understand Bradley Beal's ascension came while John Wall was injured. Man, you remember the first couple of years of the Brad Beal era here in D.C. It was John Wall being set up man of the year, finding Bradley Beal open look after open look after open look. That's just the way things went. Just the way things went during the first couple of years of him being here in D.C. It's the way it went. But as you look at Bradley Beal's tenure here post-John Wall, how, how was he remembered? The 50-point performance, obviously, is huge, like I noted. But other than that, man, it's kind of weird. He goes on to thank all of his teammates, all the player development staff members, some of his coaches that he's had during his time here in D.C. But the last part, the last excerpt in Bradley Beal's handwritten letter in the Players' Tribune, this is what got everyone up in arms here over the past couple of hours or so, ever since this morning. He ends it with this, quote, to everyone in D.C., it's bittersweet. I don't like how goodbye sounds. So let's just say, see you later. We still got 160 to get, exclamation point, exclamation point. You never know. Peace, blessings, and prosperity to the city and fans. I hope you'll always consider me one of your own. That got people up in arms this morning. And it made me think, is there any shot and possibility that Bradley Beal returns here to D.C.? At the end of his Supermax contract, let me make that very clear, Brad. If you want to get your 160 to become the franchise's all-time leading scorer, make sure you do it after your Supermax contract extension wears off in 2027. But Wizards fans, we'll take calls on this all all show long here. 1-800-636-1067. How will Bradley Beal's time here in D.C. be remembered? Because it kind of feels like, and maybe I'm the scoring lover, but has their judgment clouded based on some tragic events. I feel like since Bradley Bill signed the no trade clause, since the trade went down earlier last week, the way it went and the narrative and dialogue surrounding it, I don't know, man. I'm not angry at Bradley Bill. I'm angry at the situation. But I feel like maybe if Brad didn't sign that no trade clause and if he was traded under normal circumstances and we didn't get fleeced, Maybe, just maybe, I'd feel a little bit differently about Bradley Beal's tenure uh, here in our nation's capital. Let's go to the phone. Zach is in Falls Church. You're giving me a moment from Bradley Beal. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. You're doing a great job on theirs. Appreciate you. Hey, I, I would just like to cite the Game 7 2016 against the Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, had th- Brad had 37 points. John Wall, you know, after standing on the scoring table, had he went 8 Deadlands. for 23. With, yeah, but, you know, regardless, Brad often showed up down, down the stretch more than he did, and he always should have got the ball more even in the Wall era. So, you know, Zach, can I ask you this? in the Wall era. Can I ask yeah. you a question, Zach? Because I think you made a really good point. It felt like, right. and, I, and I remember it just the way you do, it did feel like during some of those postseason runs that Washington went on, it was Bradley Beal hitting the big-time shots down the stretch. You want to know why, though, Zach? Because John why Wall that? was the alpha. You see what happened when Bradley Beal became the alpha here in D.C. His crunch time uh, efficiency just wasn't that good. I hear you, but we could chalk that up to a poorly constructed roster and, you know, bad GMing, too. So it goes both ways, but... Zach, I, I want to let, let you go on this, my friend. How will you remember the Bradley Beal era here in D.C.? You know, to be objective with you and Frank, mm-hmm. just as fondly as the Wall era. Really? Yeah. Right. I, 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 I think there are a lot of the Brad guys out there that love Brad more than John. That's interesting. I mean, look, I appreciate the call. appreciate you tapping in as always, Zach. That, that's interesting. I'm glad we got to hear from somebody. That's interesting because when I look at the two directly in comparison, talking about John Wall versus Bradley Beal, Maybe because John Wall got here first, and that was my real introduction to Wizards basketball and knowing what the hell I'm talking about. The John Wall era, even his rookie season when they stunk, the electrifying plays that he made, the the way that he wore his emotions on his sleeve, the Dougie, all of that, all those big-time moments John had, it just feels like no matter how much we try to highlight Bradley Beal's big moments, they'll always never stack up to the big-time moments of John Wall. The People Show, tap in with me all show long. One of three ways, MGM, National Harbor Listener Lines, wide open, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, it's Nell's Quick Clicks. There is a certain future first ballot Hall of Famer in the NBA that's about to have his first ever documentary released. I'll tell you who on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. It's the fan. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 9-10 tonight before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They get you warmed up for Nats and Mariners. The fellas continuing their longest road trip of the season. They'll play three in Seattle before playing three in Philadelphia later on in the week uh, before they return home for the 4th of July holiday. Uh, Per usual, you can catch all of the Nationals games right here on the flagship of the Washington Nationals, 1067, the fan. Coming up in about a half hour at 7.30, our pal Law Murray, who covers the NBA and the L.A. Clippers for the Athletic. He's set to join the program right now, though. I want to get to Nell's Quick Clicks. Here's Nell's Quick Clicks. All right, so normally in Nell's Quick Clicks, I give you some very raunchy non-sports stories, but this one is this one isn't non-sports, and it's damn sure not raunchy. I think it's a great thing that's being done. Stephen Curry, who is going to go down to me as the most impactful, influential player of the 2000s. Yeah, I made a bold declaration to claim there. He's got his first ever documentary getting ready to come out uh, via Apple TV, and why don't you take a listen to the trailer, man, because I think it's going to be good. All right, Steph, ready? 
Stephen Curry. Do not rely on him to run your team. He's about five, six. <laughs> Looks like a little kid. 150 pounds soaking wet. That was when I first really understood. I'm different. How did I get here? I was the undersized scrawny kid that was just trying to figure out how to make it. Steph Curry is hurt. I was overwhelmed by everything. How would I respond? Let the work begin. When you are an underdog, you have to take what is yours. Get buckets! Davidson College in a sweet 16. It's not about proving other people wrong. It's about proving himself right. And that feeling of being underrated always be part of the drive that keeps me going. Stephen Curry, underrated, only on Apple TV+. I am, well, it's thanks that it's on Apple TV+, because I don't have Apple TV+, but I'll find some pirating way to, to stream it and, and watch it. But I'm interested in this because my hoop heads out there understand this. Stephen Curry's rise to being what he is, let's call it what it is, he is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. The fact that he was able to turn himself into this, the guy that came out of Davison, a little scrawny six-foot guard out of Davison that lit up the NCAA tournament, that guy transformed himself into the greatest shooter of all time. And I love Stephen Curry on multiple different fronts as a player and as a man, but mentally... He never was satisfied. He never was complacent. The resume and accolades that this dude has achieved over his career to this point, it's remarkable. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You all know how I feel about the whole GOAT conversation. I don't think that conversation is relevant or should exist. We should have a Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time. And how would you not put Stephen Curry on it? Four-time NBA champion. Two-time MVP. Finals MVP, a nine-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA. I mean, the resume of this dude speaks for itself. And as you heard in the trailer there, this was not a foregone conclusion that Stephen Curry was going to enter the league and become what he's become. So I think it's a great story of hard work and perseverance and showing, man, it doesn't matter what the pundits say. It doesn't matter what mock draft experts think of you. Go out and put in the work and you can achieve anything, not just in sports, but in life. But I thought, man, I'd parlay that into something interesting, man. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open on this. 1-800-636-1067. In light of the Stephen Curry documentary getting ready to be released on Apple TV, which D.C. sports athlete or moment in history deserves its own documentary? Tell you what I think next as the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.